Welcome to Please Enjoy the View, a proud part of the River Power Podcast Mill. We've got a great episode for you today with filmmaker Jeff Atella, a good friend of mine. But before we get into the podcast, a reminder to go subscribe and support the show. All right, guys, let's do this thing. Please enjoy the view. of Please Enjoy the View. Today, my guest, a good friend, a former roommate, Jeff Atella. Jeff, are you going by Jeffrey now? Or uh, uh, Still Jeff. I mean, still it's Jeff. Like whatever, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> well, uh, Jeff is a, a filmmaker, uh, a musician when I, when I first got to know him, and he has a film that he has written and we'll be directing that you guys just finished up uh, the fundraising campaign for, right? Yeah, we just got in. Uh, we got. I think we raised like seven thousand and fifty uh, on Seed and Spark, and um, and then I put in uh, a, you know a decent amount of my own money. So we have like we're like a, have like a nine thousand dollar budget. I'm that's, like, I'm psyched. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So the movie is. The boys are downstairs. Am I correct with the title on that? Right. It's 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 had a couple, but that's the one yeah. we uh, we stuck with. Uh, I'm still not like 100 percent on it, but I'm uh, at this point. I'm just like, fuck it. We got to make a movie. <laughs> well, I, I the original title was uh, at one point was what happens in basements, right? Well, there was a couple before that. That oh, was the okay. first one that anyone saw. I don't want to. I won't even share some of the other <laughs> ones. <laughs> well, I I loved that title. That title is near to my heart. When I heard that, that was the name of the the project because we lived in a basement together one time. Oh, we did. Yeah. I forgot it. That was a uh, <laughs> pretty disgusting actually. Yeah, no, for real. It was a, it was a grimy, grimy space, uh, in part yeah. due to a number of, of floods. Yeah. I had to leave all my shit there because it got moldy by the end of the oh year. Oh God. Yeah. It was uh, disgusting. I would, uh. Yeah. A, l- a little background for the listeners on, uh, you and I, we met probably both of our freshman year of college before right. you came to Temple, because mm-hmm. uh, you are very good friends with my then roommate and uh, Evan Gross, who would room with us junior year as well, and then and then you came to Temple, and right. uh, when you first came to Temple, when I first met you, you were a music producer. That was your focus, for sure. Yeah, I came. I was at Westchester University studying business and like literally like uh, losing my soul. And uh, and was making beats the entire time and was just kind of like, I need to study this. Um, And then I got to Temple and I had a good time doing the audio stuff for a little bit. But it was just kind of like I I got the I got like to be like, oh, I wasn't really like in love with the uh, the studio lifestyle. And also, I just felt like I wasn't learning that much. It wasn't it was more about like. It was more of an engineering program than it was a art, like a art pro. I wanted to learn how to like be more creative and like. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then I had classes. I always like loved film. Um, and I was like, always like, I always like wanted to explore it more, but also kind of was like the kind of thing where you're just like, Oh, you have to be like born doing that. Otherwise you'll just never do it. And then I like took a class where like I had to edit a video you probably took the class too, where you have to like mm-hmm. edit the uh, the greyhound dog, oh. for, like practice editing. I love Dude, I love those greyhounds. Now that, that, they, they hold that, a special that, spot in my heart. That greyhound exercise changed my life forever. Like so, it was so for those who don't know, like this, there's a thing called Lynda.com where you like learn how to do all these like computer programs, like uh, all the Adobe stuff, and uh, they give you this like footage to like test edit or like to practice editing with. And it was like a Greyhound documentary. And uh, for yeah, so like that's how I learned how to edit. I remember like the first cut I made, I like lit up. It was like the big, it was like the, the most insane moment ever. I was like I, like, I think I had a smile on my face for like a solid like week after that. It was just like, I don't know what it was. Like the actual like act of editing something was like so cool to me. And so then you, you took that and you ran with it and you decided to really become a film major, right? I mean, you completely, you ended up having we, a double major? 
Right. So, so I had other class. So then, so then I had to make, you know, I had to, you know, shoot some video for that class. And then I was also in a, another class that was like, uh, the final project was like, you make a video. And I went really hard on that and was like, I had so much fun doing it. And, uh, and then that was like when it clicked. And then, yeah, I think also, I mean, like in, in that major, it was, it was a broad major. It was like media studies and production was what I was studying for the audio. And so we did a little bit of film analysis and stuff like that. And uh, it just was like, okay, I'm just going to be it. And then, like, I looked into it and was like, okay, I can probably graduate on time. So let's just do it, you know? So you've always had you've always had a creative mindset. Ever since I've known you, you've always been someone who, who really captures artistic aesthetics and really, mm-hmm. like, zeroes in on ideas around there. So I, I guess one of my first questions for you really is what about making movies reminds you of making music? It's like, it's, it's to me, like, I don't know how I can word this so like others can understand it, but it's to me, it's the same exact thing. The only difference is, is like, I think my musical training I kind of plateaued and it's all, it's, it's my fault because I really, I, I ended up like, I, I was playing, I was taking music lessons like ever since I was a little kid. And then, um, once I got to high school, I kind of like stopped taking it as seriously. Um, so my musical foundation wasn't really like the best. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's only so much you could do. And it's, it's like, and with music, it was more like taking shots in the dark when I would ever make stuff. It was always just like messing around until I liked something. Whereas film it's a little bit more structured. Like you, you, um, you can make, you know, you, you, you build, you, you make a story, you know, you come up with a story that's a little bit more coherent and it's not as abstract as something like music, you know? And, uh, then you just take it from there and get crazy, you know, yeah. and build off of that. It's, it's hard to explain, but like, to me, it's the same kind of creative energy. I think my experience being a musician, um, really like informs my style as a filmmaker I'm very like my, especially with my editing, like it's very rhythmic and very mm. like abrupt and kind of dancey. You know me, I like yeah. I like to dance a little bit. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's I think they go hand in hand. I mean, also like all my favorite film directors, like if you talk to them, hear interviews with them, they're like the biggest music fans. You know, like mm-hmm. um, you know, though it's they might not be musicians. Some of them are, but they're you know, music's like. And music's been like the one of the most important things in my life since I was like an infant, you know. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this this movie because, mm-hmm. uh, at least in how you've explained it to me, music does play a huge role in in this film. Can you tell us a little bit about the film and and that relationship? Well, actually, like the the whole idea of this film came from listening to to music. I'm, it was like. When I trace the, the the history of the idea, it's pretty funny. I remember I was listening. I was strangely really into doo-wop music at the end of high school. I don't know what it was. I think it's just like the way the songs are recorded or something. Like they're just so like pretty and like fun and just so like emotional. And also like the the associations I have with doo-wop music are like Scorsese movies. You know, mm-hmm. like Goodfellas. Like you know, like they're just pumping doo-wop through those those like gangster movies. And um, and I was just thinking to myself, like toying around with the idea, I was like, what if like there was just like a high school movie that takes place like in modern day with this like sixties doo-wop music? Um, like how like I love I love when there's like weird music choices in films yeah. like that. And I was just like kind of cracking up to myself, like trying to imagine that. And then it like kind of turned into something else. Um, there is we're still we're trying to get a do at least one doo-wop song for the film. Um but yeah, and then it kind of like sparked this whole idea of uh, of like this story, and I kind of like pieced together a bunch of real life experiences and like put them together to make this like dramatized version of my high school experience, basically. So, can you tell everybody a little bit about what the story is and the and the plot? I know you obviously don't want to give anything away, but I, and obviously it's you know right now you guys haven't started shooting, so it's a it's a script. Right, right. It's just a script. We're we're doing all the pre-production right now. Mm-hmm. We'd finish finish casting. Um, but yeah, so the story is really so it's about three, I guess three main characters, three teenage boys, and um it's really I guess like the main thing I'm trying to explore is like teenage like teenage like masculinity and like teenage like sense of self. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, it's like high school, like if you like. I, also, just like I done like a lot of reflecting on that time. It's like so goddamn weird the things you would do in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. and like when you think about who you are, like, and it's only we're not even that far from it, which is no, weird, for you know, real. Just, which is like funny. It's just like I was like a completely different person. Like my whole worldview and like philosophies. Like, so yeah, it's it's all about like these kids not knowing who they are and like basically it's about what can go wrong when like. You're in a group of friends where your main goal is impressing each other mm. all the time. And you're not doing anything to, like, serve yourself, you know? Okay. So is is that something you feel like you were you were living through in, in high school? I know you're saying that this is a oh, yeah. dramatized I mean, for, version. So are, are you oh, hyper-focusing on one thing or is this sort of like uh, – is this a real reflection of, of your life? Yeah, so in a way, a little bit of it is. I mean, I think I didn't go as far as some of the characters did, but I had friends. Like, so, like, the main event of this film is, like, somewhat of a heist, somewhat of, like, a, a robbery mm-hmm. um, that actually, my friends actually did. And they came, they came away from it okay. Uh, I'm not going to say what happens to the characters of the film, in my film, but, um, but yeah, it was, and I was in their friend, and, I, like, I, these are my friends, and, like, we... Uh, we did like I-, I was a part of some some crazy stuff, but not you know not the stuff that I'm depicting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know you but... want to you want to like you want to dramatize it some more. You want to like give something right. some uh, for sure for sure something yeah, to the audience. I definitely, I definitely had somewhat of that mentality of being like only doing shit because how it would make me look, you know, like. I remember being like, like, like choosing it, like choosing an identity it was like, who am I, who am I going to be? Like, it was like a question I had like daily, like what kind of a person mm. and am I going to be like seen as if I, you know, do this? And I think it's also like the, the rise of like social media, like causes you to kind of have that inner monologue all the time, which is another thing that I'm kind of exploring, but I'm trying not to like dive into that, that deeply. Cause we have, there's so many things that do that already. Yeah. But, um. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely experienced me compromising my own like self needs and wants to be seen as cool, for sure. So, what about this writing process really excited you? What what was something that you were so ready to to put into into these scenes and into these characters? So I guess the, the, the main thing I, I'm trying to achieve is like a really hyper strong sense of that also just comes from like the idea. Like I, I, I was like, I, I, I grew up in Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is like a suburb right outside of Philly, like around like, like half an hour outside of Philly. And um, it was just like a really, it's a really strange place. It's a very like economically diverse place. And a lot of like, it's really, it is really, it's just like, if you look at it from like, objectively once i left and like i lived in other places and like could look at it objectively it's a really strange place especially like the the teenagers Mm -hmm. and stuff there so my i was really excited to try to depict like a most the most realistic portrait of like a teen boy's experience and growing up in that and so a lot of that excited me in the writing process was like was like writing the dialogue, like going back and like trying to like go back into my memory of like having conversations mm-hmm. in high school and what they sounded like and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. what was going on like on a daily on like a hangout like session, you know, like and it was uh I kind of grossed myself out in the writing, you know, <laughs> like some of the things I wrote, I was like, Jesus Christ, we really talk, we used to talk like this, you know, like this is so. I mean, it's like I mean, it's just yeah. Teenage boys are disgusting. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. So this is something that you uh, are are doing with a lot of friends, got a lot of friends in on this project. And right. like I said earlier, you uh, just finished up fundraising for this. Talk uh-huh. to me about that collaborative process and what it's like to take something that you really care about and want to get made and put at least an element out there to the people to say – this is what we're, this is what I want to do. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was honestly the hardest part was because I, 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 I like, I had a hard time. That's another thing that like, I had a hard time with music was collab- collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
especially with the music, because it's like, how are you going to describe a vibe of a song? It's like impossible. But like, you can kind of do it better with film. Like, I, I, it's easier to put in words uh, to a degree. So I, I, I think once I, I mean, I have you know Evan Gross, who's a producer on the films, one of my all-time best friends, and um, Alex Nicoletti, who you know, was on the podcast before. Hell yeah. Shout um, out, friend of the pod. For sure, yeah. And then, so basically, like, me just talking to them and kind of, like, telling them what's been bubbling around with me and, like, you know, about this idea and just talking about it and, like, bouncing ideas was uh, what got it started. And, like, and then also just COVID, um, uh, like, there's, you know, no being – my plan, I just graduated – in, in May and was like ready to get an industry job and, you know, trying to like move and, and whatever. And then like COVID happened and then you're like, nope, that's not happening. So, and I kind of just had to, you know, just stuck in quarantine being like, okay, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I just have to get over. That, that's something I, I, something I learned the past year is that like, you have to get over yourself. Like I was really scared to, to, to ask anyone for help. Like, so I did a, I did a program in LA um, a temple has a program where you study in LA for a semester and one of them, and you, and you just kind of learn how to be a professional. Like the main thing you learn is like how to be a professional in the film, in, in, in the film industry, which was like such a valuable, mm-hmm. uh, thing to learn. And one of the main things that they teach you is like, um, networking skills and like how to like find your, you know, reach out to people. And like, basically like, and everyone that I like talked to who gave me advice said the same thing was this like, you just got to like put yourself out there. Like, and to me, that was the most terrifying thing ever. Like did not want to put myself out there. Like, I, I think I like, I reached out to a couple people, went to a couple like, you know, general meetings with people in LA, but like, that's like my biggest regret was like not doing that more. And then making this film, it's funny because once you, it was like such my biggest fear, but the more I did it, the easier it became because now I have all this help. Like I couldn't, you know, like it's such a, it's somewhat of an ambitious film for me. Um, but I don't, you know, like I have this like amazing team and it's just, and it's like, we we got the ball rolling and we, we, we raised like nine grand, which is like amazing. And yeah. it's like, because of this team that like we built, it's like I, the, I'm like just, just discovering now, like the power, the power of like collaboration is like amazing. It's, it's like definitely the most, like if I learned anything from this process of making this film, it's that like assembling a team and like is like the you know the golden ticket to getting done what you need to get done absolutely absolutely so we're gonna get into some more uh about this film and and some of the themes uh Mm -hmm. and we're even gonna play a little play a little game i got i got a game cooked up jeff i think you're gonna love it i'm ready (laughs) uh but let's go to our first break and we'll be right back with the podcast guys it's that time again it's time to talk about the River Power Podcast, Mill. A big shout out to Cody and to everybody at the River Power team for their continued support of this podcast. If you want to support what they're doing and in part support what I'm doing, make sure you go find all of the River Power podcasts and subscribe to them right now. There is Science Night. There is Pulp from beyond the veil there is too many hats and of course there is this podcast that you're listening to right now with this break in the action you have a perfect opportunity to grab your phone and pull up spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe 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 and if you're on apple podcasts you might as well leave us a five-star review and tell everybody why you love this podcast so much all right guys back to the show All right, and we're back with Jeff Attella. Jeff, every episode of the podcast, I like to do a segment with people called Dreams and Nightmares. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to Philadelphia. Right. So... It's like the stairway to heaven of Philadelphia. (laughs) It really is. You know what I mean? Anywhere you go in the city, like people will just request it. Seriously, it's like the soundtrack. But keep going. I love that. I'm ready to play. All right, you ready for this? Okay, so... You know the dreams. I, if you've listened to at least one episode of the podcast, what is your dream collaboration? If tomorrow you wake up with the ability to work with any people in media and entertainment, who are you trying to put together a project with? 
Damn, that's a really good question. I mean, like, all my idols are directors, and, like, mm -hmm. it's not really, like, common to, like, just collaborate with a director. Um, well, maybe you got a great script that you want to pitch to this director. I guess one of my dreams would be to, like, direct a movie where one of my music idols does the score. Mm -hmm. Ah, man, I would say, like... And also, I really, I really like weird scores. I like when, like, like you hear like a like a score in a movie where it's like you don't hear that type of music ever. Like, so I, I would love to work with like fly, like like Flying Lotus to mm -hmm. do like the like score my movie or like like K Tronada maybe. Um, oh, that'd be so cool! Like, oh, man, someone like what kind of thing would you make with with an artist like that with a real like dance electronic influenced I background? I actually have a pretty. Um, pretty dancey uh, movie idea in the back of my head that I've been toying around with for a while now uh, about, about uh, music festivals. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I get, and also I'm trying to think That's of like cool. the other, uh, maybe even like, I, I have a feeling like Clams Casino. I don't know if you're familiar. He's like the producer. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, know I feel Clams, like yeah. he can make really good movie music. Um, yeah. His, his beats are very like atmospheric, deep and dark and atmospheric and simple. Yeah. There's so many. I'm trying to think of like actors too, who like are like a dream. Like, I don't know. I, I guess like, I don't know why. Like, this isn't like something I think about all the time. But like, the name that's coming to my head right now is like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I just feel like it would be like okay. so awesome to work with him. <laughs> like, he would just yeah. He just yeah. like he just seems like such a he's such a talented actor. And like, I just feel like that would just be like I just would love to just watch him act. Like, if anything, that's all I would want to yeah. see. You know? Oh man, yeah, that would be really cool. All right, so the nightmare angle, the nightmare angle mm -hmm. on this question. Tell me about a reoccurring nightmare from your childhood. Oh. Something that is seared into your memory, just something that you always remember waking up from and just being like, what the fuck was mm, that? I don't have, I've never had like the reoccurring thing, but I definitely, really? I definitely, had, I like, I have really crazy long-term memory. I remember a lot of my childhood nightmares. Um I remember one, like, I'll, I'll give you a couple that were, like, super weird that, like, just, like, fucked me up, but that, like, really shouldn't have. I remember, like, one time, like, there was, like, a dream where, like, I just looked down at my feet and my toes were bananas, and I woke up, like, sobbing. <laughs> um, there was another time, like, I had... That is, that is yeah, bizarre. I it was love so that. <laughs> I remember, but, like, I was, like, five, and I was, like, that was traumatizing to, like, be, like, why the fuck are my toes bananas? Um... What was another one? I had this really weird dream where like a car was just like repeatedly like hitting my little sister, like running, like, like oh running God. into her and then backing up. And like, I remember just being like there and being like, hey, stop it. And then I'm waking up and being like so sad. Like, um, man. You know, I, I have a ton of dreams. I always have dreams about being in cars oh, yeah. and them just like moving out of control. Oh. And Alex, Alex, Alex's answer was also about cars. And I just, I'm very curious as to why like cars is there's something about the nature of an automobile yeah. and like the power and like, I don't even know, uh, just odd potential for like disaster. So I actually do have a reoccurring dream, but it wasn't a nightmare per se. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just remembered this recently. I remember like being a little kid and I would have these weird – and it's like crazy because of like what's actually happening in car technology today. Um, but I used to have these dreams where me and my brother, we were like little kids and like we couldn't drive. But we would be in these – we would be alone yeah. in the car and it would be driving itself. I've had so many dreams where like me and my brother or sometimes it was just me like in a car that was driving me somewhere. And it would be like freaky. Oh. It would be like freak me out. It was, actually, you know what? It was kind of a nightmare because I was so scared of being like alone and like in this like car. But yeah, no, it was weird. Yeah, mine, the, the car is always moving and like I'm in the steering. Like it was when I was little, especially. I'd be in, like supposed to be driving the car. Uh, yeah. But yeah. like I can't, I don't know how to drive. Right. And like all of a sudden the car is going down a hill and I'm just like, shit, like Damn, that's, strap that's in. I, yeah, I've had, I used to have crazy, I, I actually like recently had crazy dreams where like I'm driving a car like so reckless, recklessly and like cannot get some control. I think that's just from playing Same GTA, yeah. being really bad at GTA driving. <laughs> like just so many memories of that. <laughs>
So that, it's interesting you bring up GTA. Okay. Because uh, a part of this movie is these kids, like, fascination with with crime, right? right? I mean, right. and we come from a generation, and I know this is something that we've talked about before, even when we were just all, like, living together. Right. That we, we come from a generation that is defined by rap music that is about crime, uh-huh. uh, defined by, like, playing GTA, defined by, like, crime movies heist movies like some of the some of the movies that i remember us sitting around and just enjoying the most or like having the most interesting conversations about were movies like place beyond the pines or uh oh man what's that movie with the pair of bankrupt robbers oh hell or high water oh yeah or like things movies movies like that yeah, yeah like um, my- and i know i love a heist i love a great heist movie. right yeah like one of my favorite like i was just no- i just like noticed that like Three like the like Place Beyond the Pines and Good Time were like two of like mm-hmm. my favorite movies, and they both involve like high stakes like bank robberies. I was like, I never like think of bank, bank rob, but it's like it's true. It's just like it's just like exciting. I don't know. <laughs> it is. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. It it, it inspires a sense of um, I don't know. Uh, I guess spontaneity. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think it's also. The thing that I'm trying to express with my film and like their relate, I'm trying to explore their relationship to crime and, mm-hmm. and media, um, and I think it's like the exploring the mundaneness, if that's a word, <laughs> the mundanity. I don't know what, what is the noun for mundane. Something like yeah. I, I think it's one of those two. Whatever the, whatever the noun works. is for mundane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm exploring that um, in the suburbs and like how like a f- it's just like especially like I remember like growing up here and just hating Westchester, Pennsylvania. I thought it was like the most soul sucking place for, like ever. Like I was just like, I hated it. It was like, we have a lot, like I live in like a, um, my neighborhood was probably built in like the fifties or sixties. So like the, 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 the houses have some character, but I grow, I, I live mm. around a lot of like brand new development that are like, have barely have any trees and like all the houses look the same. And like, it's just like gross and like, terrible looking and just there's just no spirit pumping through it at all and like so many like shopping centers and everything there's just like a a loss of spirituality in the suburbs and i think that um it creates a lot of boredom within teens and uh there's a lot of fascination in this crime culture because it's so exciting because it's so dangerous and because it's so everyone people you grow up especially in high school like you go through a phase where you kind of like are like oh like I don't want to do what my parents did. And you're like, definitely. You just want to reject everything that like comes that you, you know, like that you see. So you're just like, Oh yeah. Crime. That's, that's it. You know, like, (laughs) and I also think, but I think like what needs to, like another thing is what, so I'm exploring like, you know, like these kids, they love the crime stuff. They love these, they love, they love like the Scorsese movies. They love like the, you know, all the trap stuff that was coming out at that time. Yeah, but I'm not trying to. I, I I don't think I'm trying to say that this is causing kids to commit crimes. I think it's a lack of knowledge of how to consume media. I think like they don't teach you that mm. in school. Like I learned that in college. Like that that area. That's not what I'm saying. Like like how I'm a completely different person than I was in high school. Like I didn't have that facility in my brain to be like this is okay. This is just like uh, media. That's like okay. This rapper is like. Maybe he did experience his life. Maybe he didn't. But like, you don't have a lot of times. You like, you need to learn how to have the ability to be like, okay, this is just a piece of art. This isn't like yeah. a lifestyle that you should be like fantasizing about. It's like not a good way of life. You know, like I remember, like I remember, like being like that. I remember being like, oh yeah, like masculinity. Like that's how you fucking get by in this world. Is like you're a fucking man. And you you rob people. You sell drugs. And you you know you 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 try to you yeah. try to hook up with as many girls as you possibly can. But it's like, okay, like you try, like, and you do that, and then you're like, this is, I feel terrible. Like, this is so, like, kind of depressing. And, like, I don't know. So I feel like if we, like, in high school, establish better way to consume and analyze media, like, I think that, like, maybe we'll just, it will make us, I think becoming a more analytical society is only going to help mm-hmm. uh, in, in every aspect of our lives in general. Um, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, so, like I said, like, I, I think, like, kids need to start there's no we need classes like that there's no 
There's no film analysis. There's no music analysis. Like those classes yeah. would be awesome. I mean, my senior year of high school, we had I was the first class where they tried to do a film analysis class at my high school, which is like one of the most life changing classes I ever took. And uh, the first time, the first thing we watched was Fight Club, which is like another thing, one another, another one of those movies that's like, like you very a lot of like, a lot of like at risk people, I would say, you know, like I you, you can like, I guess you can call them like, like the incel crowd, you know, like they can really like identify with these kinds of movies where like people are like, all, like, you know, don't fit in with society and they're like, but like at the same time, they don't really realize that like that movie is saying, is not saying to be Tyler Durden. It's kind of showing yeah. you how it's shitty to be Tyler Durden. And it's just like, it's proposing you with, you know, I guess it's like, I don't know. It's, if we same thing with like it's a deconstruction, right? It's like and yeah. it's like if you if you know how to analyze it better and you know how to look at it through multiple lenses and through every side, then you know you're not going to fall victim to that. I I would say you know. So when you think about, I know you've mentioned a couple of films and and some, and a little bit of a little bit you've edged onto the music section of this a little bit for sure. Uh but when you think about like media that you were you were getting into like mm-hmm. music like albums like artists who i i don't want to say like like we agree this isn't a, it's not to say that these things like cause kids to like want to be criminals right because i mean media has been glorifying the criminal forever is because it's exciting we had westerns right we had outlaw music like out, music with outlaws Whoa. like you know rockers like trying to be like you know against the mainstream sure. and shit yeah, like that yeah no i think well Okay, you continue your question, but no, yeah. no, go take it. Um, so yeah, I guess another way to combat that of kids falling into identifying, like identifying with this crime culture, um, and like going out and doing it is also like just more. I'm a really, I'm a really big believer in like mental health, and like that's another like theme that's really um, raised in this movie is like self knowledge. Like I feel like a lot of kids, yeah. Um, they're trying so hard. Like, there's so many problems, so many, like, lack of, there's so much lack of knowledge about yourself and so much um, wanting to fit in that drives people to do these things. But, like, I, I think if if um, we lived in a society where it was, like, okay to, like, talk about your feelings and okay to, like, it was, like, more normal to go to therapy and shit and, like, more normal to, like, just seek mental health and, like, we would really not run into any, like we would like see a lot less of these problems, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, like you said, yeah, like the, that, that argument's been around since the dawn of like its inception of like the GTA, like Grand Theft Auto, those video games. It's like, okay, are the kids committing crimes because of Grand Theft Auto or is Grand Theft Auto, or are they just committing crimes because of other problems? And it's, you know, or is Grand Theft Auto just a great game? Right, it's just so, just spend so goddamn playing. fun. You cannot deny it. It's just lit. Yeah. yeah, for real. It's just exciting. Same thing with, all, like, like, the, same thing with the rock yeah. music. It's just like, yeah, like, okay, they're talking about bad shit, but it's so fun. It's like, Well, it's also just great music. music. I mean, I think that's at the end of the day. Right. All these things, like you said, all these things are pieces of art. Right. You know what I mean? And they're great pieces of art. And people examine them and analyze them and enjoy them on many different levels. Right. And... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that takes away from the art that it is like, I don't know, glorifying something bad. Like it's not, well, I think people, I, yeah. I mean, I think we just need to get better at analyzing art and looking into yeah. it more. I, I think that's, we need to just build smarter consumers. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's music is like one of the most spiritual art forms, you know, like it really, it, there's no, there's no logical reason why you like it it just penetrates to like your soul like you know like you're just like you Indeed. need to dance it's like it's it just gets to that primal like area of your brain like it's that's that's what it is you know like and i think and also like that sense of like fear or sense of like excitement that comes from like when they're rapping about like shooting people and shit like that it's like it gets to that kind of like that area of your brain, like the fight or flight response, and it's exciting, you know? But, like, if you have the ability to, like, realize that, okay, that's what's happening within you, and it's not like, oh, I should start shooting people, you know, like, then then that, then we'll be good. We'll be, we'll be completely fine. Well, yeah, and, you know, uh, many of those artists and, and many, I'm, 
maybe film maybe less so with like filmmakers making mob movies sure. but like rappers are like consciously reflecting their own lives right and a lot of and, a lot of them when they when they make it they are they're different people than they're than they than they were when they're rapping about those memories and stuff like they yeah they well, transcended that's it, like, you know like they had it they had yeah, a, that's therapeutic also right you they, know what I mean? they had it they had to tap into like some genius part of themselves and you know sit down and reflect upon it and to, to even get to that level of success in the first place so it's like it's it's not who they are as people isn't reflected by their by their like a, lot of, like a lot of them aren't doing the shit they're rapping about, you know. No, no doubt, no doubt. But I think a lot of artists are are speaking to something that uh, may define where they came from and the people they know in a way that like it's like okay, this is lit and this is exciting and it's also deeply like uh i don't know deeply emotional right. in a way you know exactly what I mean? and, I, and also like another argument you can make about it is like okay like all if like you know government officials and like all these like special interest groups like they hate fucking rap music because it's glorifying it's like no well, no they're kind of reflecting a, a, a reality too like yeah if you don't like it then fix it you know like do something about uh, yeah, it I you mean, know like this is just yeah. like what's happening you know i mean yeah it's it's a it's a, you know, you got to look at both sides of the coin, you know, like, yeah, you shouldn't, it's a bad culture to get into, but it's also, there's also reasons why that culture exists in the first place, you know? Well, and it's raw perspective. It's raw perspective that, you know, it's people sharing a voice for themselves and for the people around them that like would not necessarily be heard. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I always love that. All right. So we've, we've, we've dealt with some very weighty topics here, for Jeff. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and, and I, and I really appreciate that, but I think we should go to our second and final break here. And when we come back, we got a game to play. I think you're really going to love it. Awesome. Stay tuned. Nice. All right, Jeff, we are back and I want to play a game with you. I don't really have a good name for this game yet. And I don't even know if we need a name for the game. Okay. Basically, here's the deal. I got some quotes from songs, but they're not just any songs. Okay. They are comedic original songs from movies okay because i know you have a a deep appreciation for these things as i do all right uh so i'm just gonna throw some lyrics at you and i want you to do your best to try and identify the film i think i got let's see i got seven here okay (laughs) uh maybe maybe eight so let's see if you can get like half right that would be that would be pretty good i think all right all right, I'm ready. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Here's the first one. Down where the Sasquatch hide in the misty mountainside, he's got shiny diamonds that he's got to protect. Tenacious D in the pick of destiny. Down where the Sasquatch hide in the misty mountainside, he's got shiny diamonds that he's got to protect. Yeah, That's yeah. one of my favorites. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I knew I I thought that one would be That's like I'd start with that. One. It's a little easier. A great song about literally being a Sasquatch oh my baby. God, classic, classic uh, musical. That movie. How bizarre! I love that film. All right, here we go. I'll take you for a ride on my garbage truck. Oh no! I'll take you to the dump because you're my queen. Take you uptown. I'll show you the sights. You know you want to ride on my garbage truck, 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 truck. Hmm. <laughs> I don't The only movie like that's coming to mind that involves garbage trucks is Fences with Denzel Washington. <laughs> and that would be amazing if that song was in that movie, but it's not. Um, uh, okay. Uh, wait. I don't have a lot more lyrics to throw at you because that's like the rest of the song just talks about like a garbage truck and it's like pretty generic. All right, let's um, just get that one to me. I don't think I'm going to know it. That one is is from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh. I'll take you for a ride I'm a garbage truck Oh no I'll take you to the I was like a little kid when I saw that movie, so that one's like, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, that's a great movie for sure. All right, here we go. I'm going to beat off all my demons. <laughs> okay, I know it. It's uh, 
Oh, that's a, such a classic. Um, Dewey Cox, Walk Hard. I'm gonna beat off all my demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. what a great song. Awesome. That, that, that movie deserves like an honorary Oscar, in my opinion. That movie's incredible. I wholeheartedly agree. The reason I the reason I came up I came up with this is just because what makes all these so good is that the music is actually good. Like these are well done songs. For sure, yeah. No, I I, yeah. I, I like enjoy I'm trying to think of what like other like the, the the American Dad songs like me and Evan like unironically listen to sometimes like <laughs> no they're good yeah. those are good too I I feel like I could do an entire episode devoted to TV songs and maybe an entire like entire part like version of this game just devoted to American right yeah Dad no they're songs. good it's good stuff uh I, just to throw some other great lyrics from that song in sure um. No, you know what? Never mind. They're all just—they're <laughs> just gross. It's, it's, it's a gross it's song. Let's duet, right? Is that? Is that is yes, it is. Let's duet. Okay. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Okay. In the ancient times, an artist led the way, <laughs> but no one seemed to understand. Uh, In his heart, oh, you see, you already oh, got I knew it. it from the second you said it. I just wanted to hear some more. It's uh, another Dewey. This time, it's Dewey Finn singing in yes. the classic film. School of Rock. In the ancient time, an artist led the way, but no one seemed to understand. Chimes, Freddy. In his heart he knew the artist must be true, but the legend of the rent was way Yeah, the past legend due. of the rent. Yeah. You're not hardcore unless you live face. hardcore. Oh, that scene's so good with the when he's like, and then the back of the back of singers come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You're not hardcore. I do. Oh no, you're not hardcore. I do that little kick, the shredding guitar all the time. <laughs> it's so, oh, it's so awesome. Uh, another a, a fucking classic. All right, Jeff, you're doing really well here. I think you got what you got. Uh, Only missed one so far. Four out of the five, right? I think so. Yeah, so maybe far? three out of four. Here's another one. This one might be a little, little tougher. I'm not gonna. I'm trying not to give away any of this okay. one because uh, it'll give it away right away if you if you hear the the chorus. But um, when I was first baptized, when I was criticized, when I was ostracized. <laughs> Oh. That was jazzercise. <laughs> oh my god, that's um, that's Austin Powers singing "Daddy Wasn't There." Yes, in Gold Member. Turn up and sing Daddy. Daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair. It seems he doesn't care. That's like that's a very uh, uh like essential movie uh like for me. Remember that was like. One of the one of the movies like we rented at, uh, at Blockbuster when I was a little kid, and I like completely sobbed when we had to give it back. Like that's so like, funny. Such a <laughs> such a great it's a, movie. It's a good movie. It's very quotable. Surprisingly, oh I mean, it's like you know what? It's it aged well. So aged surprisingly. Oh, Beyonce, well. like incredible performance. Oh yeah. well, of course. And uh, Foxy Cleopatra. And um, but yeah, no, I, I think. I'm such a big Austin Powers fan that it ruined me ever being a, a, a James Bond fan, if that makes sense. Interesting. Like, okay. I watched, I went back and watched the Sean Connery James Bonds, mm-hmm. and we're just like, I got all the jokes from, like, you know, like I saw like all like the little like the things that Austin Powers was like referencing, and I'm like, yeah, this is just so bad. I mean, like they're, That's I, mean, so I can funny. look at them and be like, okay, they're good films, but like, uh, I don't know, I, I I prefer I prefer Austin Powers over James Bond. Well, you know, it, it is weird to get a spoof, to like consume spoof and consume like parody before actually seeing the original right. thing. And there are so many things like in our pop culture that permeate so large that, you know, like imagine a kid today, like watching, re- watching Empire Strikes Back. Like, yeah. You're just going to know, spoiler, yeah. that like Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah, right. Because... Like it's just been parodied so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're gonna uh, yeah, like yeah. get how Jaws works because it's been parodied so much. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, um, if they watch like the Family Guy Star Wars episodes, like they would just be like, "Yeah, this is complete." <laughs> like, like they would just see like because like, they're point those spoofs are pointing out all the like s- the stupidest aspects of those movies. So you're just like, "Oh, you see right through it if you are if you watch the spoof first, you know." Man, I would really hope that somebody 
is watching the Star Wars actual Star Wars films before. Yeah, yeah. The Family Guy <laughs> Star Wars parody. Oh my but god. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right. Again, uh so you're you're now you're four for five. We got we got two two more left okay. here. Um let's do it. Let's do it. Here, this one's this one's might be a little tougher. Okay. You don't know how much I need you. While you're near me, I don't feel blue. And when we kiss, I know you need me too. I can't believe I found a love that's so pure and true. But it was all bullshit. It was a goddamn joke. And when I think of you, Linda, I hope you fucking choke. Oh, man. Wait. Can you say, can you do the whole thing one more time? Yeah, yeah, of course. You don't know how much I need you. While you're near me, I don't feel blue. And when we kiss, I know you need me too. I can't believe I found a love that's so pure and true. But it was all bullshit. It was a goddamn joke. And when I think of you, Linda, I hope you fucking choke. I thought I had it, and I, I just know I don't. Just give me that one. It's from The Wedding Singer. Like it's, I was like so young when I saw it and like haven't revisited. But uh, yeah, damn, I know I, I knew it was in there somewhere. We got one more. You, so far, I, so far you've done you've done over fifty percent. Okay, but th- here we go. Like if you really want to impress people with your knowledge of joke movies <laughs> from film, here we go. Final one. I met her on Monday. Twas my lucky Monday. You know what I mean. I love her each weekday, each velvety cheek day. You know what I mean. My love gun's loaded and she's in my sights. Big game is waiting there inside her tights. Damn. Is there any hints? Is there any like lifelines here? I don't know if there's any hints here. Mm. I don't know if there's any hints. Think about what are they talking about? What are they talking love about? Love gun. Love Gun. I feel like that's like a... Isn't that a Kiss song? If You feel like it would be a Kiss song, right? I'll give it to you one more... I'll, I'll okay. do it one more time. Think, then think on that. I think you're you're headed in the right direction. Oh, okay. No, all right. I don't, don't say anymore. It's Spinal Tap, isn't it? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Big Bottom. Oh, nice. I haven't seen Spinal Tap in forever, but that movie's incredible. Oh, my God. Agreed. Yeah, that's another one that... I want (laughs) like Mockumentaries need to come back. I I really want to make a mockumentary, like a really good one. Same. Oh, man. That's some of my favorite stuff. Spinal Tap is is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, my God. It's so good. Evan and I would quite literally listen to the music from Spinal Tap. Yeah, oh, yeah. Especially this one. This one's a great one. Uh, I you know I went through obviously I went through these movies I was trying to come up with ones that might be a little little less obvious right but you did really well Jeff Dude, so I, I, I was really worried I thought you were going to be pulling out stuff that I'd never even like seen before but I think oh yeah. no I mean what is what would I pull yeah right out? you know what I mean yeah yeah these are the classics you got to just go with the classics if anybody hasn't seen any of these movies yeah they do need your, to do watch them a goddamn favor. <laughs> oh man these are all oh, these are so good you know I thought about doing something from uh, from Stonehenge. Like the Stonehenge uh, yeah. song, but that's like just too obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean or I Tenacious know, I don't, D. Like, I don't really know. I know more quotes from that movie than I know the like lyrics. Actually, mm, I feel yeah. you. Yeah, that movie is so funny though. I have one last question for you, but before that, why don't you tell people where they can find what you're doing and where they could follow your movie? Sure. Yeah. So I have my Instagram is just Jeff J E F F underscore Atella A T E L L A. Um, and then from there, the links to, I have like a photography, like this, like random photography account. Um, Mm -hmm. you can get that, uh, from there as well. And then also the Instagram account for the film, the boys are downstairs film on Instagram. Uh, and then I, um, there's also this, the link to the seed and spark on there where you can like learn everything about the project. 
it's too late to contribute, but you know, the, all the information's there. Um, and then we also have a Facebook, uh, the boys are downstairs film. Uh, yeah, I think that's just, I think it's just like a page you can like on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely go check that out. All right, Jeff, my final question to you, what is the last piece of media that you consumed, whether it be music, TV, film, a book, maybe like a painting Mm. that inspired you creatively? I read a really good novel not too long ago. Um, it's called, uh, my year of rest and relaxation by, Otessa Moshfeg, if I'm saying that right. Um, I learned about it. I heard rumors that um, Yorgos Lanthimos is adapting it into a, a movie. And I really, mm-hmm. I love him. I love his movies so much. And um, so I was like, and I saw it at like a, a thrift bookstore and just bought it. And I was just trying to, I was just trying to read more. And uh, I read the whole thing in like a week and was like blown away. It's so, it's just like, so it's about a woman who lives in New York in like the early 2000s and she's like very like well like you know comes from a wealthy family like doesn't have to work. Um she like work she does like she had a job with like these like pretentious art people and she's just like decides that one day like one day she's going to like try and sleep for an entire year and it's just like kind of fu- it's like the the thing I like about it the most is like it blend like the like the tone is so crazy. It's like it's so funny yet so depressing, yet so uplifting all at the same time. It's like so cynical, yet so sincere. It's really crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't even know like like a piece of art like that could exist. You know, like it's, it's really, my, it's like probably one of my favorite books I ever read. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I, I guess go check that out. Look at your local thrift bookstore. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, um, it's a really bad, it's a, it's a, you know, you can find it anyway. It no, came, I'm sure you can find it. It came out like two years ago. A... It's a pretty big book for sure. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Awesome. Well, uh, Jeff, thank you very much dude, dude. for coming on the thank podcast. For me. Really appreciate yeah, having you. Hey, guys, definitely go check out his film. Go check out his Instagram and keep up with what he is doing. Jeffrey Atella. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I uh, hope you yeah. enjoyed the view. I did. Thank you very much. Thanks once again to Jeff Atella for being our guest on this week's episode of Please Enjoy the View. We will be back in a few weeks' time. Until then, please, please, please go subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends. As always, a reminder that you can find us on social media at Enjoy the View Pod. A big thank you to everyone who has already shared the podcast and listened. We are so excited about what we've already done so far, and we're really happy to keep giving you episodes every two weeks. Last things last, some credits. Please Enjoy the View is a production of River Power Podcast Mill. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Jacob Garnjost. This show is edited by myself, and this episode's theme was composed by yours truly. Until next time, friends, please enjoy the view!